0: I remember when I used to work for Mercedes-Benz, we heard this great story about a hotel. They would scan the number plates of cars arriving and then cross-match it with their database. And then when the guests would walk in, they would say, oh, welcome back, Mr. Wang, you know, <laughs> or, uh, you know, like it's not their first time. But then things would go a bit haywire when people are in the same area, like sold their car and they'd say, welcome back, Mr. Wang. Like, Who's Mr. Wang?
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know? This is Superfast Business with James Schramko, James Schramko,
0: helping you build your business super fast. 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 James Shramko here. Welcome back to superfastbusiness.com. This is episode 653, and I'm chatting with my mate, William Wang. Welcome to the call, William. Awesome. Thanks for having me back, James. Well, we've been having some great discussions about lead generation as part of this lead generation series, and there's a whole bunch of episodes on this topic, and today we're going to get advanced. So... (laughs) Why don't we get straight into it? What can you share with us about advanced lead generation and probably get a good idea of who should be most interested in this particular topic?
1: Yeah, sure. So it's actually quite a fun topic. And you know, I get asked this all the time because um, you know, we've covered using emails before. I think we've kind of touched on LinkedIn, but I always get asked, you know, how can you use systems together to get exponentially better results or kind of how we do what we do? So it'd be good to dive in, you know, happy to share the strategies and systems we use, how we match it all together, some of the technologies we use, and the results that you can kind of expect from that as well. Perfect. Go for it. Cool. Awesome. So I think the biggest thing, and we've talked about just using emails in isolation, but there's so many different platforms out there that we can leverage, you know, technology-wise to actually get much better results. So one of the things that we do, and I'll jump straight into it because I think there's a lot to cover. I mean, I think, you know, there's a lot that I want to learn from you as well. So I know you've done some stuff around this topic as well, but one of the best strategies for us is using a combination of LinkedIn so that's the tech side of it we match it up with the email side as well and then what we do is we actually take it offline and go to direct mail So kind of three different systems and how we generally work it is we've got systems that you can plug in and APIs and things like that that you can build. Now, I wouldn't necessarily recommend that people try this and build it for themselves. Uh, You can go into places like Upwork and find developers quite cheaply to do this. But we've had systems built in the past for some of our clients where, you know, we tap into one data source, for example, LinkedIn, we send a connection request. Based on that connection request, we actually get the information, send them an email and, you know, it's a really good trigger to start a conversation. And then at certain point, what we can do is we can look at the data that we've got in sending the emails themselves and look at who's opened the emails, who's potentially for the emails around the office, and who might have replied or who hasn't replied, and use that as a trigger to send them some kind of physical direct mail. So it is a little bit old school, but I find that as kind of people start moving towards purely digital, purely online, they're leaving a bit of a gap in the market where we can go with old school methods and actually get some cut through.
0: Massive cut through. I mean, that postie mm-hmm. walking around my local area. She doesn't have much in her backpack. I mean, physical mail is on the decline, right? And if you do send lumpy mail or physical mail, you will get cut through. I got an a envelope like yesterday from my good friends down there, the Scientologists. <laughs> I ordered a book called Dianetics in, I think it was about 1995, when I got a sales job at BMW. I wanted to study all the different religions. I wanted to understand why they're so powerful. How can they make so many sales? They own all the best land. They have people donating their cash to them. There's no physical product. So I ordered all these different religious books, everything from the Quran through to Dianetics. I put Scientology as a religion back then. I'd, I think they might have tried to change what they call themselves. These people have been sending me physical mail on a regular basis with handwritten envelopes since 1995. Yeah. That is cut through. And here I am talking about it now, over 20 years later, 24 years later... That is commitment. Yeah, look, it's really funny,
1: isn't it? Because, I mean, as everyone starts moving um, more towards online and and having everything on the screen, it's just so funny because some of the old school stuff that used to work before, it hasn't died and hasn't gone away. If anything, it's actually gone a little bit better. And the reason why why I bring that up is because, you know, I was sitting there with a friend of mine in his office. We were having a chat about what's going on with marketing. And there was another company that was trying to get into him and get him to try the products. And, you know, he'd flicked me the emails before and they were okay emails, with him on LinkedIn, but what really got him to actually say yes and pick up the phone and schedule the call was just a really simple, you know, a really small post guide with a really funny picture on the front. I think it's like a like a hippo or something like that laughing, which is completely random. But on the back of it, it said, hey, I've tried everything online. I thought maybe it's time to take it offline. And here's the benefit. You know, can we schedule a conversation? So it's just really funny, you know, what people think might work or is too old or it's died. But if you can do it well, it's kind of like one of those things where, you know, people are saying email is dying as well. But if you can, executed well there's still a value in there and if you do it well you can still get through especially as more people leave that space yep cool so i think for me that's one of the top level ones and it's kind of quite easy to marry up because it's a lot of different systems that kind of feel similar i mean using linkedin and emails and direct mail it's quite similar but there's a whole bunch of more advanced things that i can go into as well but, you know, that being said, with the caveat of, you know, I don't recommend anyone actually, unless they're a coder or they've got a background in
0: writing the code, probably not the best use of your time to try and learn this stuff. So There are tools aren't there, like, off the shelf. I've heard tools like Navigator or something. I don't use any tools for LinkedIn. We're 100% organic. But... When you said the connection request, an email is sent and then just deciding if they've opened or applied, is that human or is it tool?
1: So that's actually a tool. So what we can actually do is there's tools out there that you can definitely use. So there's APIs that you can use or you know you can build them quite quickly where if you add someone onto a spreadsheet, for example, one of the things that we've done for one of our clients is if you add someone onto a spreadsheet with the LinkedIn URL of their profile, as soon as they get sent an email, the code or the software actually picks up the URL and sends them a connection request at the same time. Right. Yeah. So doing something like that means you're saving a whole bunch of time. So
0: basically you can add names to a spreadsheet and that will trigger a LinkedIn connection request. And then if they open the email or don't open the email, that can trigger physical mail.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: So the whole thing can be automated.
1: Yeah, yeah exactly.
0: I did get someone actually send me a private message on LinkedIn saying, Hey, I recently sent you a handwritten letter. I bet you were impressed with it. I applied back and said, oh, actually, I didn't receive anything <laughs> from you. <him." laughs> and then two days later, it arrived. And he was trying to sell me a particular service around handwritten letters. His timing was off. <laughs> yeah. But it was pretty interesting how he'd combined online and offline. And I think that hybrid is very important. Some of the previous guests we've had are saying the same thing. You know, big newspaper ads, those sort of things can still actually be very powerful because, I mean, the papers are a bit smaller and you can stand out, but sending physical mail gets a higher open rate than uh, emails, right? Yeah, yeah, it can.
1: I mean, you know, with everything that we're talking about, it really depends on how well it's executed, but it definitely can. Yep. So... One other thing that I can get into as well is, I think this is an area that, that a lot of people are curious about as well, hopefully. It's something that we get asked all the time as well, and it's around how do we personalize at scale? We send a lot of email outreach, obviously, you know, we connection requests on LinkedIn and across all the different platforms we use. We try and leverage that and build networks around ourselves. But one of the things that we always get asked is, well, it's all well and good, but no one's got the time to sit there and actually go out and reach out to 100 people separately every single day, especially when it comes to personalizing the message. So maybe the next part of it, I can go into some of the systems and actual software we use to personalize. I think we should definitely talk about that. Cool. Awesome. So I'll kind of lead this in with one of the campaigns that we've done in the past for a client. So this client of mine, they do custom wrapping paper or custom packaging for big e-commerce companies. And one of their USPs or, you know, one of the things that they were really strong at was building a really good looking product that showcased a brand and a logo of their clients. Now, one of the issues I had was with a product like that, it's kind of hard to describe in words. Like it's something that you want to, you know, to visually represent or at least to get into the hands of your clients. So what we did was we looked at a system called Clearbit and what Clearbit is, it's a big database essentially of a whole bunch of different companies, including the company logos. And so what you can actually do is you can get a developer to write an API, which is um, you know, code for just a bit of code to talk between two systems. And you can actually pull company logos from the Cleaver API and populate them onto an Excel spreadsheet. So nice. Yeah, it was really cool because what we did was you know, we did that, we pulled all these logos from companies that you know would have taken hours and hours to do, pull the logos down, have their designers do really quick mock-ups of what the company logos will look like on the branding and on the boxes, and then sent personalized emails to the chief marketing officers at these big E- e-commerce companies and you know just imagine opening an email where you open it up and you've got your brand there and also your brand against the box that just looks really really good that was a really great campaign and it was driven off the back of being able to personalize but also doing that at scale
0: right so scaled personalization i remember when this sort of stuff came out when people could put pearls you know personalized urls they could insert names on postcards and stuff so that sort of ability to merge things is good and i imagine if this offer works you'd want to be getting it out to as many people as you could. Yeah, exactly.
1: It's also one of those things where it obviously helps if you know who your target market is or who your best customers are because then it just makes it a little bit easier. You don't really want to be spending all this time personalizing and or, with time and effort and money going after clients who aren't the right fit for you. But if you know exactly who your market is and you know how to get in front of them, there's a lot of data out there that we can use to personalize the messages that you present to them.
0: And it's kind of cool when you put together something special and personalized for your target audience. I know when members join Silver Circle, I put together a little package and send it to them. And it's it's nice to have that. You know, I actually, I feel how they're going to feel when they get it. And I want to think about what they're thinking when they open it. And uh, I like packaging it up and going down to the post office and sending it off. Probably much in the same way you must have felt when you put together a little care package for my baby girl. <laughs> you know, it's super high cut through. I, I think that was a uh, very nice thing to do. And and it's certainly appreciated. It just goes way more than, uh, you know, a Facebook like or something. You know, it's really good. So building this technology systems to talk to each other and target in on your relevant target audience and to go cross platform. So digital and offline, these are the themes that I'm picking up from our conversation. Yeah, I think
1: it's a really good point that you bring up because the way that I'm looking at it is, at the end of the day, how can we build human-to-human contact? And I think you had an episode on this recently as well, where we talked about human-to-human marketing. And it really is, you know, in this day and age, we've got the tools and technology and the power to really make it as personal as we can. So it's always talking to another person,
0: another human being, and just building that relationship in the right way. I think it's important not to get too tricky with some of our tools and try and make it appear as though it's personal when it's not, if it's easy for people to get caught out. I remember one classic is a marketer in um, San Diego was coaching his people to put in the broadcast emails, you know, sent from my iPhone. I'm like, (laughs) no, that's douchey. He's pretending to be personal on a mass scale, but it's clearly deceptive in that case. It's just not. You know, it's not sent from your iPhone, so it's a lie. Yeah,
1: that's a really good point. If you do personalization wrong, it actually offends a lot of people. Yeah, so obviously the example of, hey, s- sent from my iPhone, when it's obviously he's got a list of hundreds of thousands and is not actually sending it from the iPhone. You've probably come across this one as well, James, where they send it as if their assistant is-, is sending it to you, where they go, hey, this is from the office of XYZ. I'm, you know, his assistant. He just wanted me to check up and see how you're going. Like stuff like that. People see through it. Right, people aren't stupid, you know. Especially in sophisticated markets, they've gone through it so many times. It just doesn't look good to do really, you know, low-level crap like that.
0: I've always raised an eyebrow when I get those ones saying, "Hey, Fred stepped away from his computer, and it's his wife here, and I'm surprising him with a special birthday sale." Here's the latest. <laughs> like, give me a break. Like, I'd slap him around the head for having lack of security, (laughs) like on his logins, but to manage to put together an entire campaign, that's impressive behind-the-scenes stuff. It's not believable. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you know, if if my wife
1: can come into my computer and type out a long-form email to...
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's it. When next time you're on vacation, you know, we get a, hey... (laughs) It's Will's wife here from growthlabs.com. Will's away right now. We're doing a special on cold <laughs> lead campaign. So hang on. I don't know much about how that's going to work, but yeah. interesting <laughs> stuff. So- how many sorts of campaigns would a company do once they strike gold with this? Is this something they make as an ongoing project or is it a a seasonal initiative or one-time thing? It's one of those things where you can actually do a good combination because the way that we approach it is, you know, it's always
1: stronger if there's some kind of trigger or some kind of reason that you're reaching out to them. So, for example, with some of our clients, we've got campaigns that can run, you know, just around the clock. It's It's got some generic messaging that obviously works with the market, but it's always more powerful when there's a certain trigger or like a specific event that's given them the reason to think about what you do or the products or services that you sell. For example, one of the things that we're looking at at the moment is creating personalization and triggers for one of our clients based on events that their potential market is going after. So things like that, you can work seasonally and when they do work, it works really well. But you always want to have something that works long term and it's kind of a little bit more evergreen as well, rather than bouncing from season to season.
0: And is it sometimes
1: the case of just getting too complicated? Yeah, it, it is. It's it- <laughs> Let the tech get in the way of you being human or if you try and be deceptive or using the wrong way, it's always good to step back and say, look, what am I actually trying to do? You know, how will people feel if they're actually reading this message? Because, you know, I'm guilty of it as well. I've been really carried away in you know, looking at what we can do. But, you know, sometimes it's good to ask if it's something that you should do.
0: I remember when I used to work for Mercedes-Benz, we heard this great story about a hotel. They would scan the number plates of cars arriving and then cross-match it with their database. And then when the guests would walk in, they would say, oh, welcome back, Mr. Wang, you know, <laughs> or, uh, you know, like it's not their first time but then things would go a bit haywire when people are in the same area like sold their car and they'd say, welcome back mr wang like, who's mr wang <laughs> yeah. you know then there was this um concierge who kept getting it right and he's like first time here sir you know or welcome back and he always nailed it and they said how do you do this without all the tech and he said well i asked the um footman you know, he basically he rubs his right ear if it's a first time <laughs> customer and his left ear if it's a repeat customer so just a good old fashioned simple system. That's why in some of my campaigns they're just incredibly simple emails that elicit a response. It could be something as simple as, Hey, Will, I'm wondering why you didn't join Super Fast Business Membership question mark, you know? Mm. Hit reply, let me know. It's so simple. And I find out everything I need to know to be able to help someone to make a good decision. You know, whether it's right for them or not. So I guess that's the um, caveat with technology, make sure that we're keeping it simple. And I think it's a big risk that someone trying to do this themselves is going to go down a lot of rabbit holes with APIs and softwares and automation. And I've seen this so many times before, given that I used to run an SEO business, people can overcook the automation and complexity and get it wrong and burn a lot of time and energy and then get banned from platforms or bad reputation that's why i would recommend getting help from a service like yours growthlabs.com with a Z, right Will? Yeah, with a Z. So if you want help with this, if you couldn't be bothered to find out what the tools are and you don't want to try and figure out how to code an API, but you do like the idea of joining up LinkedIn with a physical mail and targeting on the exact right customers, then have a chat to Will at growthlabs.com, who's my repeat guest on this series. We've been having some wonderful little discussions. There's a whole bunch of episodes in the series. And I just want to say thanks again for sharing the gold on advanced lead generation, Will. Awesome. Hey, thanks so much much again for having me on james and um, i think the people listening as well
1: you know if they've got anything questions or any other topics that they would like to go into yeah it'll be great to hear from them as well where can they contact you best way would be info at growth with a z.com thanks will thanks james
0: discover how to build your business super fast check out superfastbusiness.com yeah, yeah.